Not long ago, in a discount galaxy nearby, the vaudevillian Count Zarth Arn will gather his army of troglodytes and Amazons and attempt to hassle the Hoff. You shouldn't try taking off without asking me first. This time I'll make sure you're dead. All right, Acton. This is it. Say goodbye. What? Stop! Put down the gun. Stop! No one can survive these deadly raids! Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Alright guys, welcome back. I can't believe it's been several weeks since our last excellent episode. Yeah. It has been a little bit, yeah. How's everybody doing? Well, I couldn't stop doing karate moves after our last episode. Really? I, I found myself I so squatting and leaping off of rocks <laughs> on one I, leg. Yeah. Actually, I, I was just for, waltzing around the house. I, I kept looking for praying mantises, <laughs> roaches. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Supergirl, so it's just good <laughs> to show you. I need her to come to my garden and just refresh it with her gardening beams. That's right. (laughs) We're in a good garden mood. Oh, man. Is anything exciting going on in anyone's life? Nothing for me, unfortunately. The question is, do you want to talk about Black Widow at all? Or is that just a dark hole? Well, I I haven't seen it. I was oh, gonna say things point. have started to open up, so I've yep. gotten to get to the movies and did see go real see. Movies. Yeah, I actually went and saw Black Widow and at the theater, which everyone should do. Just to plug, go watch movies in the theater. That's the way they were meant to be seen. I was pretty uh, fun because we we went to go see the movie, and there were so many trailers for all these new movies that are going. It was be exciting, out. and they had a trailer about coming to the movie theater. Yes, right, and had like a montage of all the stuff like. From Ghostbusters to, you know, the new James Bond movie. All the stuff that should have Mm -hmm. come out in the last year and a half that's expected to come out. Like, I was really kind of getting excited. Yeah. So. So, you know, Marvel did this little uh, promotional thing uh, about a month ago trying to get people to come back to the theaters. It's it's like, um, it's on their YouTube channel. But... It's like a minute and a half long. And it's just showing, like, hey, here are great scenes from... Marvel movies, remember, you saw them in the theater. But then it shows um, a scene from the end of Endgame, but it's video from opening night in the theater, and you just see the whole crowd just, like, freaking out. And it's so exciting. I get goosebumps every time I watch it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what going going to the movies is all about. Did it remind you of watching Supergirl when the coconut water scene? (laughs) It was basically the The, same thing. Basically the same feeling. Exactly. <laughs> the Omega Hedron con queso. All over again. <laughs> nice. I, I will say, though, you know, I after watching so many garbage movies with you guys, 
every movie I see in the theater is excellent. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I, I don't know, like, if it's if this podcast is ruining me or making my actual, like, hobby movie watching outside so much better. Right. Well, like, we went and saw, like, I think all of us together, and we may have mentioned this in an earlier show, we all we all went and saw Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that was great. Yeah. I mean, it, and we had a discussion right after, like, could we talk about this on the show? Because there's a lot of elements that were show-worthy, yeah. but, right. but it was what it set out to be. Right. Yes. Yes. They knew, I mean, the argument against all of those Kong movies is the humans. Right. I mean, yes. No, yeah. no one cares about it, and they're only there to move you from scene to scene because right. all you care about is 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 Godzilla or King Kong, right? Or Mecha Godzilla, if you've <laughs> and, seen the and or explaining Godzilla's or King Kong's thoughts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and explosions and things getting destroyed. Right. At yeah. The end. Yeah. Um, speaking of Godzilla, have you guys seen the video of that oil leak that caught on fire in the, the ocean? ocean that on fire? And it's like, yeah, the ocean yeah. caught on fire. It's this big gigantic fireball in the ocean. It was like Godzilla was coming to life. It was insane. Yeah, I have not seen. Oh, that. I thought you were gonna say someone had like superimposed Godzilla, like <laughs> no, but it was in I, the in the in the shot. Oh man, you totally would not. It would not be out of place. It well, was crazy. It was, so it it the. What is it? Uh, it's probably like 20, 30 minutes into Godzilla. King Kong versus Godzilla. Remember when Godzilla's coming up and he blasts the aircraft carrier yeah. from underneath? Uh-huh. It looks like that without the beam of light coming through. But it's literally, legitimately, it's the ocean is on fire. Yeah. yeah. And there's all these little bitty ships around it shooting water on it. And it's like, <laughs> like squirt guns hold on, against Godzilla. the ocean is on fire shooting water at it. Is that going to help? <laughs> wow. You cover it with a blanket. It's If it's a grease fire, you cover it with a blanket, guys. <laughs> Water That's right. It. it was oil on fire. So. <laughs> well, those are all fantastic and very interesting things. <laughs> you were the king of segways. This is my segue. <laughs> Let's talk Great. about Star Crash. Also, perhaps you should introduce yourselves. Oh yeah, that is a fantastic idea. <laughs> I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. And I'm Danny. Yeah. And we're exceptionally bad. That sounds like a really bad biker gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That was on my performance evaluation. It worked exceptionally, exceptionally bad. bad. <laughs> That's like an F minus minus. <laughs> you said, oh, you're a fan. It's like, I didn't know you. How did you know we changed the name? And they're like, no, no, no. This is your evaluation. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, much like Nate's performance review, uh, Star Crash does not get high marks. Um, it's my job. No spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's, let's just tuck into this thing. What Uh, is Star Crash? You know, I never heard of this. I've never heard of it before. Uh, and I, I have to say that I was probably the guy that really suggested it. I, I was looking (laughs) on, I think it was a list on IMDb of really bad movies Mm -hmm. and I, came across it at some point you know for the podcast trying to figure out what should we add and it was listed on some list and i when i saw david hasselhoff in one of his first <laughs> movies and then it was some kind of a star wars ripoff i thought why not yeah and when i saw the trailer i'm like i put it on the list and i boy did i not know what i was getting myself into <laughs> well, we're, we were laughing because i it was my turn to pick a movie like yeah. months ago and I ended up watching it. I ultimately, at the time, picked something else. But 
when we all met together, I was asked, I was like, who put that piece of crap on the list? And everybody was like, not me. I don't know what you're talking about. And, well, at that point, I didn't even remember. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Bracket ultimately fessed up. Like, yeah. I think that was me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so, so I'm a little confused. Bracken, you were you went to film school, right? That's true. How how is this not in the syllabus of masterpiece movies? <laughs> you know, we Great saw a Italian lot. I, I did take a class uh, on. Oh, you did you not take Italian cinema? I did not take Italian cinema. I did take a sci-fi uh, genre class, and this was not one of the movies I saw in the sci-fi, but. That's that's the three hundred two. I, d- I class. did get to watch Plan Nine <laughs> from graduate. Outer Space, or at least a big portion of Plan Nine from Outer Space yeah. in that class, oh. and uh, I did avoid getting to see the ha- the Hoff in in this movie. So, <laughs> so I mean, we, I feel like we might be spoiling where we're going to lean on this movie, but let's I mean, let's go down the details here. So, oh. Star Crash. Uh, well, before this, yeah. let's let's actually <laughs> let's set the stage for a moment. Yeah. So. The, the year is 1977. Uh, May, Star Wars, was unleashed on the collective, you know, minds yeah. of every nerd and filmmaker ever. Have you guys seen that? Which was... <laughs> I don't, it, little indie film, right? Yeah. Indie film. That's the one with Jar Jar Binks, right? Oh, man. Oh, shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> that is not part of the game. Oh, wait, wait, 1977. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Luke, Leia, <laughs> Han, <laughs> Chewie, L, gotcha. the sheriff robot. Who <laughs> speaks to, oh, sorry, I'm mixing my epic Star Wars. Planet movies. of Amazon. <laughs> so this movie started production about seven months after Star Wars oh, came out. Yeah. The director claims <laughs> there was zero influence. I'm going to pause here for one moment. Show of hands with your voice. Who believes the director? <laughs> that's no that's a no from everybody. It came out a year after Star Wars, and there's a lightsaber in it, and there's <laughs> yeah, it's, no. Yeah, I I recognize like a, the you know heavy cod piece costuming. It's definitely a rip off of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what made it. And nothing else uh... seemed that familiar, but I was like, oh yeah. A lot. I mean, we did say that, like, this movie does actually beat Star Wars franchise to a few punches, like Slave Leia's outfit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Star Crash mm-hmm. got it in spades. Yep. And mm-hmm. the way the Ewoks treated Luke. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Not the way they treated 3PO. So, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we want to go here yet, but I, I would definitely say that this movie was influenced by Star Wars, right? It's mm-hmm. a ripoff of Star Wars. But I would also say that there's some, like, I could, watching Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, 30, 40 years later, I can see a lot of the same kind of feelings, uh, or maybe origins from, from, they could have gotten some kind of inspiration from this movie, because there's those kind of same kind of tropes where there's the, you know, different characters, and they're kind of trying to go through space and they're kind of, you know, pirates and that kind of a thing. So uh, I feel like there's some Guardians of the Galaxy influences here. Uh, and then like Flash Gordon up the... Yeah, well, definitely Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon like, a lot. Yeah. All left and right. So yeah. there's, like Flash there's, Gordon too. Electric. Yes, yeah. yeah, so uh, a lot of different influences um, that this movie's keep coming from. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's as, bit, as blatant a ripoff of Star Wars as Mac and Me is of E.T. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. I would say 
heavily well, influenced by, by by Star Wars. Okay, I mean the the feel of it, in my opinion, feels more like Flash, Flash Gordon definitely than uh, Star Wars. But then it's like, hey, let's make Flash Gordon, but make it Star Wars. I don't know. And then there's a the last, you know, not to spoil anything, but the last ten minutes, there's a big space battle, which is very Star it's Wars. just completely. Yeah. Like Star Wars, yeah, you know. Well, and completely, at least completely. I wouldn't say it's like Star Wars, but no, you no, can but see the parallel. It's trying <laughs> to be, yeah. it's trying to be like Star Wars. If Orkins so wasn't already yeah. dead, he would have been in this battle. <laughs> but, and you guys can agree with your raise of voice hands. Like, I thought the movie was over before. Yes. Before that epic battle at the end, there was a climax. Because it I thought, was over. I thought, oh, cool, this is over, and then it kept going. Nope, there was about fifteen or twenty <laughs> more minutes. Twenty more yeah. minutes. I'm like, cool, Hasselhoff's in it for ten minutes. That's awesome. And then, like, oh no, no, it's still going. I don't know if we want to try and summarize the storyline. There really uh, isn't much of one. But did anyone understand it? I, so, I this I, movie, I, I did not understand with it at so all. Much. Yeah. And we kept asking each other, what? So what's happening now? Yeah. What's going on? So, I'll take a stab. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm a little bit of a masochist. I've seen this, I think, three times now. <laughs> the first time, like I said, on accident to see if it was worthy of the show. Obviously, it is. Um, the second time, I think me and my wife watched it as a joke. And now this is my <laughs> Were third time. Were you mad at so. her? <laughs> was she mad at you? Right. I mean, we were okay. Now we're getting a divorce. Was it, was it during <laughs> counseling? <laughs> Um, oh, man. So here's what I understand. Stella Starr, yes. who is the star of the show, um, along Benum. with Acton. We'll, we'll get into the, the actor sheet here in just a sec. But they're basically, if you, I'm going to lean heavily on Star Wars here. Yep. Luke and Leia smashed into one person is kind of Stella Starr. Okay. So, and a little touch of Han. So mm. she's she's supposedly like the world's, or I guess the universe's best pilot. Yeah. Acton is her navigator, who's kind of the chewy character. Yeah, but Obi Wan and kind of C three PO, a little bit of C three PO Spock. Too. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. There's R2? a lot of going on. Yeah, because he they, does yep. really well with a computer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's not hairy like Chewbacca. He's he's his well, he is hairy. All on his head. Yeah, right. He's got a mop. <laughs> yeah. So they are. I'm gonna just say like space pirates almost. So they're like, again, kind of like Han and Chewie. And the space pirates, or not space pirates, the the Imperial police who are there's Captain Thor, not like Captain America. Okay. Like he's a that's his position. He's a captain in the Imperial police. Thor, who is a green dude, yeah. muscly green bald dude. Him and Sheriff L E L L E, who is a, how would you describe his voice? Can you do your best impression of him real quick, <laughs> Ben? He's like. Uh, what's her name? Stella. Stella Star. Yeah. Like, Come on, Stella. Let's get down. We got to get down there and fight all those bad guys. They're everywhere. Those varmints. That makes me nervous. Yeah. That's what computers sound like in the yeah. future. He's, um, he's kind of C three PO. I mean, he doesn't act like C three PO, but he's like the robot. He is guy. Completely inappropriate voice for a robot. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, they capture Stella Star and Acton. Through a series of events, we can skip over this, but they meet the uh, one of the Imperial 
people, they're, they're the leadership. They basically yeah. get them out of prison and say, hey, we have a mission for you. You're the only people who can save the universe. It's the you Emperor. You need to go stop, what's his name, Zarth Arn? Yeah, Zarth Arn? Arn. Count. Count Zarth, Zarth Arn. Arn. He says it really fast, but it's Zarth Arn. Is it two <clears throat> names? It's two, okay. yeah. Zarth so Arn. they need to stop him. They don't really say, but he has some kind of terrible thing that can stop the universe. Is it his hair? <laughs> it's his beard. It's his it's beard. might be his beard. Yeah. Um, oh, I completely skipped over the very beginning because it's so forgettable. So remember at the beginning of Star Wars where the ship, the de- the Star Destroyer is flying over and there's a whole battle mm-hmm. and a chase? This, it's just a minute and a half long shot of the spaceship that flies into some red fog. Yeah. And it starts blowing up. Everybody goes crazy. But there's three spaceships that are ejected. Um, and they crash in various different places. So Stella Star and Acton Acton, yeah. are tasked with finding these people to ultimately find Zartharn's planet <laughs> and stop his doomsday device. Yep. Hijinks ensue. They ultimately find the thing. They employ the Star Crash maneuver. And stop Zartharn. Well, they they say they employ them. <laughs> they say they. They're in theory. <laughs> yeah, in theory. And that's honestly it. So they yeah. like they they you know they go to different planets, kind of like Star Wars, yeah. like different scenes. They meet people. They meet some different Amazons people, yep. who they then subsequently escape from. Yeah. There's you know betrayal. There's double crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just weird set piece but that's really it if, like, you, yeah. if you can follow it i mean yeah i mean did you guys I, get that no. i had to watch it three times I, and i was still picking stuff yeah up. there was stuff I where am. i was like we were deep into it and then i was kind of going back i was really trying to figure out what the heck is happening here some pieces i'm just like okay they just threw stuff in here this doesn't have anything to do with the story and then other things i was like trying to replay in my mind what i had seen before and trying to figure out how it fits in I think uh, I'll accept your <laughs> explanation yeah. that that's the yeah. plot. Challenge me if you can on that <laughs> Come plot. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So when my peyote started to wear off, I started yeah. to really lose the plot. Yeah. But, but honestly, the only thing I knew is like they busted him yeah. out of prison because it, because they have to tell us, right? That, you know, uh, what's her name again? Stella. Stella Star. Stella Star yeah. is the best pilot. And That's right. Afton, Acton, Acton um, is the best navigator. Yeah. And so that's all I remember from the opening scene, except for that they, on this prison planet, remember they had people dropping big balls of radium, radium. into yeah. a reactor. Like off <laughs> they of were a beach s- balls. Off of a stretcher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And so, and, and, and then a laser fight, the, the escape thing, it's using there. And I thought, like, why would you be shooting these laser guns off? With Near the radio reactor right yeah. there. And well, then, sure <laughs> enough. The other thing that's kind of odd is it's the Imperial Police who ultimately she ends up working for. Right. She just blew up their entire penal colony. <laughs> and and well, then they're like, you know what? She seems like a person, perfect person to her. save the universe. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's quite obvious like who she is in in yeah. the prison yeah, because right. everyone's wearing like peasant rags. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. all working hard. But and just she having... is in a bikini. Yep. And with an awesome collar. Yes. Right. I just realized now that you mentioned the collar that um, we just got a dog recently and her name is Stella. Oh, nice. <laughs> I Stella love Star. Her, 
But I don't think I'm going to look at her the same way anymore <laughs> after this movie. If, if the Name next time change. I go to your house, she's not wearing a collar that is farther out than her head, so, I'm never coming like back. Like a cone of shame. He's, he's called, this collar that you're talking about is not, it's like, it's not a dog collar. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it's like a Dracula it, cape. It's like a, dra- oh, yeah, man. it sticks up a lot next to the neck near the ears and it's, it's bright really pointy red and, and pointy. And, yeah. Yeah. It's I very, wonder if, um. Like Hawaiian Tropic was one of the sponsors of the film because she's wearing several different bikinis. I mean, yeah, she changes several times, like a lot, and it's always into a bikini. But like pleather, right? Yeah, yeah. A strange belt. So I was starting to joke that maybe the guy was turning up the heat on in the spaceship because she was constantly in her swimsuit the whole time. Well, the funny thing is, again, it's you know it's the late seventies, but everybody else is in full pleather suits. That's right, full body coverage, head to toe, like puritanical level coverage with this pleather, huge shoulder pads, the whole nine yards. She gets like a leg's worth of clothing material to. Cover, cover her, her whole body, body. yeah, yep. so, which it doesn't obviously. Right. This yeah. puts the Star Trek TV show to shame, where they're, you know, where Lieutenant Uhura was in the really short skirt. skirt yeah. right. This is like beyond that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just crazy. I should say it's not just her. The Amazons as well. That's were, true. Were like, That's true. Yeah, we're in, but they're on a beach planet. Yeah, and and they're Amazons. And they're Amazons. They're Amazons. It, it makes sense. It's expected. It's a it's yeah. a uniform. Right. Yeah. So you sign up for this job, you wear the uniform. I, I find it interesting that we keep talking about the costumes. I found that the costumes were the most interesting thing mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Were the costumes. Yes. And they weren't great costumes, nope. but they were the they most were interesting. They Come were, on. I mean, they it were was, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to find out who. I tried to look up who I did the costume. I couldn't see it either. I was yeah. It, it wasn't point. listed. It was probably under art direction or something. Yeah. But. It was. It had I been looked like from a those. Flash Gordon set. Yeah. It stole the show. So yeah. this was filmed in Italy. Right? Yes. Yep. So like, who are the big Italian designers? It's like <laughs> Versace. Is that is that is that French or is that Italian? I don't know. <laughs> I think that was before Versace's time. It may have made Versace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stella Star by Gucci. Right. Dolce and Gabbana. So, I, so let's talk about. What the plot obviously right all over the place dialogue let's talk about dialogue for a okay. second what did you guys think of the dialogue the, it was bad it was horrible the, the the most distracting thing which i i don't understand this is that okay it's a film made by italians but everybody in it is speaking english like you can those of read us who lips. speak english yeah. you can read their lips they're speaking english yet they dubbed over everyone's voice yeah like with english Except for like three. Well, they dubbed over them still. They dubbed over over themselves themselves with their own voices. Got it. So three people dubbed over their own voices. Everybody else was dubbed over by somebody else, even though everyone was speaking English in the first place. Yeah. I don't get it. It's super distracting. And then what they're saying. (laughs) It okay. Remember on Troll Two, it was a movie written by Italians uh, that didn't speak English, who then made the actors say the words that they halfway translated yes. this felt very similar uh, yeah, yeah so that was going to be my next point the pacing yeah. of the conversations is like this 
<laughs> Awkward pauses. Yeah. You didn't just have a stroke. That's how they talk. Well, my favorite part was at the end when uh, David Hasselhoff and uh, Caroline Monroe, the, you know, Stella Starr and Prince Ed, Prince Simon uh, meet up again and they were saying, didn't they say each other's first name like over and over again? And then <laughs> yes, with, with the with the and the, the robot, robot was yeah. going. What was he? It was like, a, like it was like a, right before they kiss at the end. They were like right. it went back and forth like four times. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hysterical. He sounded like a villager in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about some of this cast then, right? So okay. this. There's a there's a recurring theme that we're noticing with these with, with these movies that we watch. There's a lot of uh, Italian directors mm-hmm. with American names mm-hmm. because uh, Luigi Cozzi <laughs> probably doesn't have as much selling Sorry. power as Lewis Coates, right? Um, which is who this film is directed <laughs> under. Um, I didn't know it. Louis Cotes. Didn't see that coming. I didn't. It's a me, a Mario. So um, yeah. So they. So uh, I'm gonna say Louis because it's easier to pronounce. Yeah. Louis and Nat Washberger were the the writers on this film. Yeah. Um, and coincidentally, Nat and Patrick Washberger produced the film, yep. and then mm. obviously directed by by Louis. So. You could tell it was written in a foreign language. Right. You know, not to bag on anybody else, but you could tell it was not written by somebody who natively speaks English because right. the lines were written very strange. You yeah. know, I'm sure it sounded really fine strange way of in saying Italian things. Yeah. And then conjugated to all English. Right. You know? Um, I noticed there wasn't a lot of contractions yeah. or things like that. Or I, I don't even want to say was the slang. same thing in Troll 2. Exactly. It was. Yeah. I cannot get on the ship, for I have found my way, exactly. and I cannot do the thing which you have asked me to do. <laughs> and it's delivered like that, too. It's yeah, so it weird. Is. Like, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. you know, going back to the whole thing where they dubbed over everything, yeah. I can understand if they heard that and they're like, wow, we that need was to fix trash. It. Yeah. We need to fix this. But then they dubbed over it with exactly the same words. Words. Yep. Yeah. Super weird. Um, let's talk about the music for a sec. John Barry. Is the composer did the music on this? Where do we know John right. Barry from? Every other film. John Barry is a well-respected and has had a long career in film, and especially, specifically with the James Bond franchise, going back to Doctor No, all the way through to I looked it up again, uh, to The Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was did pretty much all of the James Bond movies from that time period. So he he's uh, so he he probably created the the James Bond theme absolutely right yeah, yeah. and in some instances oh, yeah. <laughs> you were going to like Lone Ranger there <laughs> and helped with the arrangements of some of the the James Bond songs like the hit songs like you know each movie has has its own song from the from the various artists so he worked with Aha on. Living daylights and yeah. things like that. So, so one yeah. thing I don't remember who who pointed this out, but uh, John Barry did not actually see this movie. Yeah, he was making all of this audio, and I I think they prevented him from seeing it because they were really worried he was going to back out as soon as he saw it was actually being put on celluloid. <laughs> so John Barry is very talented. Has got got a lot of stuff under his belt. That makes a whole lot of sense yeah. Yeah. because. 
I okay when I was watching the movie I was thinking that he had been watched he I had read that he that they were worried that he was going to back out so you know you know they they didn't show him, show him the movie right away but it sounds like he never saw the movie yeah. I could be wrong not there. while he was I mean that's what it sounds so like So that makes so much more sense because a lot of these scenes <laughs> The, the music tone is completely wrong, right? Yeah. In the very first, one of the very first scenes, it's uh, Stella Star and she's yeah. in her space suit and she's going in... Space bikini. Yeah, space, whatever. She's walking down a hall <laughs> and it's, she's going to check out something, she, right. you know, investigate something, which you would think that suspenseful the music would be suspenseful or, or nervous or, or kind of just kind of adventurous, but... The, what was the music? It was, it like was a romantic. It was more like a Leia's theme. Yeah. Yes, it was a romantic, mm. like set the mood kind of right. romantic yeah. uh, song, uh, rather than <laughs> uh, any kind of suspense. And it oh, was very man. reminiscent of like uh, you only live twice. This in, when you're in outer space scenes where there, there there's a kind of a slow. Uh, John Barry score and the the music's kind of romantic, mm-hmm. but kind of slow and, and not suspenseful. Right. It was it was very romantic. Yeah. It was that makes sense that he had not seen the movie. Yeah. Which because there were so many scenes like that throughout the movie where it did not match. That just yeah. blows my mind because when you if you have ever watched behind the scenes stuff of how composers write music scores, they're watching the film and they are changing their music like second by second based off of the tempo of what's going on and you know exactly how they want you to feel from one moment to the next uh like i can't even imagine john barry being like wait you want me to (laughs) you want me to score this without watching it well like imagine (laughs) indiana jones and just wipe out the audio right right like like the the audio is a character right yeah absolutely it rises with you when it should you know it's serene when it should be yeah right so that being said, though the music wasn't bad. No, it no, wasn't. Like if That's you listen to the soundtrack, you're like good music. It just music doesn't fit the scene, music. right? Right. Yeah. And even the opening credits, you know, where that, that has the opening shot of the ship going over mm-hmm. the screen, just like at the beginning of Star Wars, it does cut out right there, and that made it just sense. Stop. There was no transition. Yeah, which yeah. makes makes me think that, he, of course, he didn't see it. Right. You know, he would have. Nice he would have been like, filters. no wait, we got a chance. Yeah. transition this and make this fade little... off into yeah. something as the it also seems to like actually now that you say that where there's probably a few cases because a lot of the the shots went on way too long yeah yeah right like way. the opening shot with that spaceship it's like two minutes long yeah just nothing just different panning shots and i almost wonder if they're like well we got this great music we got it like we can't Let's cut it off 20 it. seconds yeah. into it right hmm. i said worked hard on this model Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to talk about the models. We get chased. Okay. Um, oh man. Let's let's talk about the actors real quick. Yeah. Can we do um, Can we do Marjo are. last? Because okay. he, he, he is the most interesting thing about this movie. We will say yeah. So Acton, the so again. W- wait, before we yeah. go, do you guys remember the order of billing? Like when we saw them, who was the first one we saw? Was I it Acton? Like was I it think him it was or Marjo her? was first. Yeah, Marjo was the first yeah, person. He was, and then her. And then I think Carolyn Monroe. And then David Hoff. And then, and then David Hasselhoff. And right. I think Christopher Plummer came yes, after that. I think that's right. And then I don't remember the order of the rest of them. It didn't okay. really matter. But anyway, usually the order kind of tells you something about the importance of right. the character and stuff. Anyway, I just want to bring that up. Let's go. Or ahead. how much screen time? How much screen time? Yeah, at, yeah. at the very least. 
or yeah. how much they're being paid. Or yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stella Star, uh, who was not hired for her acting ability, uh, played by Carolyn Monroe. Um, she has been in a bunch of B movies. Um, she was she played. I don't know if she was the Bond girl, but she was a secondary Bond girl. I'll say in uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. So she was kind of which mm-hmm. would have been like a year before this, yeah, or very yeah. very early. I mean, just right before this movie came was made. Yeah. So her character is voiced by uh, Marjo Gortner's wife. Yeah. So she literally <laughs> was cast because she's absolutely pretty. right. Yeah. And, and she's a, she's a beautiful all. woman, she's attractive yeah. woman. But yes. like, so she's literally you are here as eye candy. We're not even going to use your voice. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And she is the main character. Yeah. 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 Um, Christopher Plummer. Everybody knows Christopher Plummer. He's uh, been in everything. Most recently, well, I guess the most notable, Sound of Music. Most recently, Knives Out. Yep. Um, he was in Star Trek Four. Six. Had... Star Trek Six. Star Trek Six. The Undiscovered Country. Thank you. There's six Star Trek movies? Really? There's That's six a lot one? more than that. <laughs> no, I know there's more than that, but... Star Trek 6 is the one we so, yeah, kill. Star Trek 3 had Christopher Lloyd who was in Taxi by the way. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future? Yes. Christopher yes. Lloyd from Nobody. Okay. Hold yes. <laughs> All right. I was going to call you out on it but you're the film expert so I'm What? Not, I'm not going to do you that. You didn't believe me that Christopher <laughs> Christopher Plummer was in Star Trek Six. It's when you said taxi, because no one Come knows. On. Everyone knows that taxi show is fake. <laughs> <laughs> that show doesn't even exist. Uh, anyways, that's Christopher Plummer. Uh, and he, and he, he actually died earlier this year. Yeah, he, he did. did. So, Unfortunately, yes. So Christopher Plummer was the Emperor, who you don't see for maybe two minutes early on in the movie as a hologram, mm-hmm. and then you see him at the end and he, mostly most cases, just sitting he's just sitting and staring and yeah. looking serene and or t- so doing so why do you think that he would do a movie like this uh so <laughs> bracken let's talk about that for a minute. okay <laughs> so christopher Plummer, i read uh loves rome oh he's got a huge just didn't they make this movie in rome i think we said they did make it in rome yeah yeah uh he is on record i'm not going to say the kind of film that he would stoop to doing but he said he would do anything so long as he could end up and spend some time in rome anything anything he was gunning for star trek 4 and he thought this would be a good platform He finally made that, a round of Star Trek 6. Yeah, Star Trek 4 was shot mostly in San Francisco, but interesting. Is that okay. the one with the whale? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Okay. And clearly my Star Treks are out of order here. Sorry. It's okay. You just want to ignore 1 and 5 anyway. So yeah. it's, kind of, it's, just a, it's one of those things where you really think there were only four. I'm going to skip I over... I 2009. I'm going to skip over... Prince Simon okay. for a moment because I'm going to actually put him in order of when he appears okay. in the film. Then we have Robert Tessier as Police Chief Thor. Did I say police? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was translating from the Italian version to Polizzi. 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 Okay, Police Chief Thor. Thank you. Um, he's been in a bunch of random little things. I didn't recognize him for anything. Did you guys recognize him in anything? I thought he looked he, like a diet Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he did in some cases. Yeah, yeah. He just reminded me of a lot of the 
bald, grumpy guys that are in a lot of. He had a thing. He was the thug type. Yeah. I mean, what are you uh, saying? <laughs> Every show has a bald, grumpy guy. Is that me? Is that what you're saying right now? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people but here but tend you're to be not, a lot not happier. Not saying it. <laughs> Nate, why are you protesting so much? <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, um, okay, so because uh, there's nothing to talk about in the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about Joe Spinell, who was Count Zartharn. Um, apparently, he had a bit role in the Godfather movie, and then he was one of the main characters in the the Godfather TV series. And I guess he was uh, in Rocky one and two. What did you think what? of him? There was a Godfather TV series. Wait a Wait, second. He yeah. was in Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved him actually. According to IMDb. I did not interview him personally. Yeah, I, I loved him. I heard I, he was also in Star Trek Four: The Undiscovered Country. He was the whale. Um, I was the voyage home. The voyage home. Uh, wow. The I, I the so of I'll tell you, I don't recognize. Hey. I didn't recognize him at all. I didn't. No. But I loved him. He was so over oh. the top. He, no, he was fantastic. What is the guy's? What's the bad guy's name in Flash Gordon? Ming the Merciless. Ming, yeah, he reminded me of Ming. Yeah. Like, he looked like Ming, I think because of his little... I mean, Ming had like, a Fu Manchu, like, right? Yeah, but a little this bit. This guy had kind of like a... He had a, like a forked tongue beard. A forked yeah. goatee. Right, yeah. yeah. Way over the top costume. Absolutely. Yeah. With a fantastic... Mile-long cloak. Yeah, they, there was a lot of stuff that reminded me of Flash Gordon in this yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, even the gold torpedoes yes, coming right. into the, the weapons spaceships. and stuff. Yeah, the weapons yeah. and... Just, the torpedoes. <laughs> there wasn't a... <laughs> A space there's, jet ski, there's, but there's, okay, so there's a few interesting nuggets in this movie, but there's so much stuff that's I don't want to spoil the sorry, torpedo. We're jumping all over. I know, sorry. We're trying to get through this. Okay. Oh, man. So, <laughs> Hamilton Camp, who did not, wasn't the physical, oh, okay, you know, yeah. manifestation of Sheriff Elf. Or, sorry, dig it. L, yeah. robot. Yeah, he, he was the voice. Um... <laughs> He's probably a voice we've all heard before. Uh, he's he's done a mountain of voice acting, uh, which I don't know honestly how after this movie came out because yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't know. I mean he so uh, I really felt like in this he sounded like the Mister DNA from the Jurassic Park yeah. movies. Like yeah. he talked just like him. Exactly. I looked it up. It's not him, but it really. Sounded like easily him. could have taken right. that job. Yeah, I, I yeah. would have believed it if you told me yeah. it was the same guy. Yeah. Release her or I'll blast your queen. I'll mean it. Come on now. Don't you people move or you're dead. You mean to trouble and I'm going to clean up your sinuses real good, lady. Now you stand there. Okay, so we've come all the way to the end now. Let's talk about Hoff. David Hasselhoff. Wait, I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, wait, was he in this movie? <laughs> Uh, he was. You uh, might have remember when it. they were swimming. Oh, okay. And remember when they got the really <laughs> on big the beach. <laughs> so <laughs> we, she was drowning. <laughs> yeah. So we were noticing he was like third build in the yeah. movie, and he had never done anything before. So right. it was really he was not a big no. actor, right? At no. all. Not no. in ni- ni- 1979. Right. This is pre uh, Night Rider. I mean, obviously. was he famous Everything. in Germany yeah. though? Like, was he a singer at this time? Even I don't know. I don't, I don't know that he was. Okay. Maybe he was big in Italy. Maybe. And maybe, yeah. I don't know. A, a famous German guy speaking English in, in Italy. Yeah. Um, he is Prince Simon. 
Yes. He, we did a time check. He does not show up. This movie's 92 minutes. He does not show up until minute 54. Yep. When he is revealed to be not a bad guy, but a good guy. Mm-hmm. With a giant and we helmet. All, with his <laughs> enormous helmet to cover his amazing fro. Amazing and white fro. So White, white boy fro. Yeah. This, you said 92 minutes? 92 minutes. So this movie is 92 minutes long, and it does not feel like 92 no. minutes long. In a good way or a bad way? Oh, practice. man, a bad so way. So yeah. it feels like you're watching this movie, and you're like, wow, David, how, you're, you're kind of like, wow, David Hasselhoff hasn't shown up yet? Like, how yeah. much more of this movie is there? And then he finally shows up, and you're like, okay. And then it just goes even slower. So... Like, you know, it's this weird time distortion, almost a fourth dimensional thing. <laughs> wow. But it's like... Like it's in the plot? Yeah, it's like while you're watching it, it feels way longer than 92 minutes. Yeah. But now that I have seen it, I'm like, there wasn't 92 minutes of content in there. Are you sure it wasn't like 36 minutes? Because yeah. that's what it felt like. It's I mean, that's what it seems like in yes. my mind. That's crazy. Well, anyways, they're just the ship scenes. There are a lot of ship scenes. A lot of reused scenes. Yeah. Uh, They did do a lot of special effects. And then there's a big battle at the end, which a lot of spaceship stuff, right? Yeah. And we were noticing, uh, we kind of hinted at this a little bit, but you know in Star Wars where there's the big fight scene at the end but they kind of have all their they all name off we kind of yeah. talked about red this leader. Red, red leader and red five and hit, all the I'm different hit. and yeah. you know there's porkins and there's all these different characters yeah. names you kind well, of care about them you, yeah at least a little yeah. right and like there's actual person involved right and right. then luke's friend uh what's his name that wedge dies? wedge yeah sorry spoiler uh wedge died <laughs> uh so wedge fired first <laughs> <laughs> Was that before or after Star Trek IV? Uh, anyway, so in this movie, there's just lots of ships and they're shooting each other and explosions and there's a lot of the same scenes like shots going over like the Death Star, but there lacks no people or people you know getting destroyed or you care about them. In it's fact, shots in fact, ships. you cut away and you see. Print the prince and uh, Stella Star and Christopher Plummer, they're all watching it on, on TV, on TV like basically, because yeah. yeah. they're like the leaders, and so they're not connected in any way, and there's no emotional connection to this battle scene. There's no emotion, like they don't show any emotion either. So not to get political, but I mean, I mean that's accurate to real life. <laughs> <laughs> Dispassionate, like oh shoot, I think we just lost Tim, and oh well, I think that was the. The man torpedo. The, the so, I don't want to... We talk a lot about Star Trek, but while we were watching the film, they, someone commented like, oh, they're not even involved in the war, they're just watching it. And, yeah. and I was like, well, that's kind of realistic, unlike in Star Trek, where like the captain and the first officer are the ones leading them beaming them. down yeah. Yeah. To, the, to the ship. And then I thought, did I just say this movie has a, <laughs> is realistic? realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Something realistic in this movie? Right. My, my beef with it was more thematically yeah. and emotionally. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't get the... It's not heroic of oh. the... Of no, them. there is oh, no... no, no. I way. mean, there's a reason Star the Trek does it The audience has no emotion. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And no also, emotion I mean, we, we keep making comparisons to Star Wars, but even... And Star Trek. Yeah. And, and Star... Not Star Trek so much. Uh, <laughs> Have we mentioned it? Star Trek Two: Wrath of Han, I think. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the undiscovered con, I think. It was. <laughs> fight, fight. Brecken's about to murder me. <laughs> but 
No, going back to the like the siege on the Death Star, right? You don't even know the people who are manning the cannons on the Death Star, but you see the carnage of that, like the cannons yeah. getting blasted out, and you know all of those faceless characters are getting blasted into the background. So it's like, oh, there's actually something happening here. There's right. you know cause and effect. Whereas this. It's just, a, you can tell, I mean, it looks like a high school project that somebody just threw a bunch of it's, models together and like, get your fireworks, Timmy. A ship goes across the, the screen yeah. and then there's a firework explosion and there's nothing, like there's nothing there. There's yeah. no debris, there's nothing. And then another ship comes by and there's an explosion uh, that lights up the whole screen. So it's like, you don't see anything. Yeah. And then there's nothing there and they cut to another thing. Yeah, there's yeah, I mean, no... There's not even the radio chatter like on, no, on right. like on Star Wars. There's nothing where you're like, I don't know who Red Four is, but I yeah. heard his voice. Yeah. Yep. So we should probably talk a little bit more about these space scenes because yeah. I find that they did have their own personality, uh, unique to this movie, unlike any other space movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Do you know what I'm talking about? Symmetrical. Well, patterns. like like the stars are red, blue, oh, and yellow. Gosh, they're not like yes. a you know they're not like the standard st- Star Trek or Star Wars. You know, or a sky that you just look shimmer. up with just white stars. Yeah. Planets uh, are really close they're together. Really, yeah. And they're, Very yeah, rainbow colored. There's yes. like three or four or ten planets in the same shot, and in they're this, all close yeah. to each other, <laughs> but they're all lit differently. Uh, and then what about that rainbow ship? Uh, who wants to talk about that? <laughs> so the Imperial, Imperial The Imperial City. So we're jumping way ahead here. Yeah. So it's okay. At the end jump. of the movie, the, the way to destroy Zarthar. So this is the second ending. Of the movie <laughs> after the uh, natural ending, I thought was happening. Yeah, yeah. You, if you watch this movie, you can end it at its natural conclusion where you think it ends. Turned it off. Nothing it's else is added to the movie. It's a better movie if you do it that way. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, they use the star crash maneuver, which uh, Christopher Plummer's character explains is a fourth dimensional jump <laughs> through space and time, and supposedly pops up in front of your enemy, gives them no time to react. Yeah. That so they explain, happen. they explain all of that, and they're all going to go do it. Yeah, okay. and then they don't do it, but maybe they do it. Maybe so, they jumped out of the dimension too early. I, I like how they just keep cutting to Christopher Plummer and his reaction, and he's just kind of like he kind of like sighs and closes his <laughs> eyes, like, like he's falling asleep. He's just oh, like, wow. like, he's like, oh, we didn't do it Rome. this time either. Okay, twenty-seven <laughs> minutes from now, I'm going to be back in Rome. <laughs> Twenty-six minutes. Okay, here we go. We're almost there. <laughs> I can have my croissant. I can have my tea. Everything will be you can have some wine. I gotta get ready for my really confusing soliloquy at the end of the movie. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we left all over so, the place. Yeah, so this planet, so, ship. so let's talk about the ship. So the ship supposedly is the Imperial City, city which is you know think of it as like again like Star Wars like Coruscant or Alderaan right. like that's where the seat of power is, and there. Amazing idea is to basically just use it as a hammer and, and smash into it. This the Imperial City, you know, the pinnacle of the universe, into the enemy. Just yeah, but side. it was it looked like a really strange model that somebody had spray painted with rainbows, with rainbows, with rainbows. Yeah. yeah, like shiny rainbow too. Yeah, it, it was, was like very well lit, lit. Yeah. and it was bright and yeah, it yeah. wasn't just like a gray beat up you know millennium falcon it was just this bright like emerald city i, I was thinking the emerald city very bright technicolor-esque yep. uh I, I don't even know how you could get a ship to look that way yeah 
I mean, they're yeah. very progressive in the future. Right. Magic. Yes. We were commenting. I mean, it looked like Pride City because it, it was the it was rainbow, rainbow was very proud and loud. So the Star Crash, I, I just had this thought. So, uh, spoiler alert to anyone who's not seen The Last Jedi. So you remember I, the end of last, last Jedi when she warp, not warp. That's Star it's Trek. It's the last Skywalker, isn't it? Or the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Is Sorry, you're right. Last yeah, Jedi. So it's the Last Jedi. So she like hyperdrives, puts it into hyperdrive or whatever. Yeah. And destroys the First Order. Yep. Yep. Uh, ships. It's visually like really, really Looks cool. Looks awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's just like that in this movie. <laughs> Only <laughs> counterpoint. Um, instead of it being like it's more colorful. a blur and impact, uh, it is takes about. 10 minutes that's right and it's just slowly sparks shooting move. here and left and right yeah. that's right and they've got 10 minutes coming up on it. it it's like the slow speed chase with oj where you're like how can they not catch it like... <laughs> so, so i think so there is a part of the movie where again this is part of the plot that you likely forget but it seems like there's all of the stuff to lure the emperor to this planet which mm -hmm. zartharn has rigged to explode yeah everybody's there stella says uh we should probably leave there's this bomb's gonna go off in 47 seconds she says that 48 we seconds. have 48 <laughs> seconds yeah. before the bomb goes off and and believe me she wasn't just looking at a clock like she was just she running yeah yeah Look, uh, Acton had just passed away. Acton had passed <laughs> yes he had gone the way of obi-wan and became energy bracket do you want to Give us Christopher Plummer's reaction to this. Uh, he's... <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what he's... he's he he just... said, don't worry. He's uh, like, I can't be the emperor. Oh, he, he yeah. changes... He slows down time. Or... <laughs> they, it's like, he's he like, gets, calls don't the worry. My, my first reaction was this was some kind of reference to The Wizard of Oz, where he's like... Glinda, Click your heels Glinda, twice. Glinda comes in and she's like, you had the power within you the whole time to go home. It's okay. Here's the solution. And it's like, okay, this plot just keeps turning left and we're supposed to follow it, I guess. But he stops time and... He says, uh, he within three minutes. <laughs> He's like, do we have three minutes? Like, she just said they only have 48 <laughs> seconds. So three minutes all we time don't have three minutes we only have 40 we, we're down to 45 seconds now she's like, she says we've got 48 seconds he's just like puts a hand on the two of them oh and then like kind of pauses for a second he's like as an emperor i am not without power and he takes like 20 seconds to describe how he's gonna save everybody and that's what he says yeah, and he I says, can stop Alexa, wrestling. turn off the time. Because <laughs> he just shouts it off to the world. <laughs> and and then, but, so, the reason why I bring this time laser up, I think that's why it felt like it was neither 92 minutes yeah. nor 36 minutes. They used the time I laser on us. got time lasered. <laughs> That's then the green light will happened. stop working. <laughs> so David Hasselhoff was in it from oh. the very beginning of the movie. Right? <laughs> he was. Okay, he was there. He was. Okay. Yeah. He actually played Acton and Simon. <laughs> he was in our hearts all along. So I want to talk about uh, the oh. ships for a little bit. Please since do. we're talking about the, 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 what do you call it? The city? Yes. Anyway, the ships, they're, okay, this is the same time period as, it's the same time period as Star Wars. Star right? Wars just came out. Star Wars just came out. 
with these incredible spaceships, right? Yeah. Um, and and the, this was just like it, is what you're about to say. Right? Yeah, the opening <laughs> shot is just like Star Wars. The ship, right? We get a close up that takes 12 minutes for it to go by, and so we're seeing this very close up, and it's just like white. Yeah. It's like white plastic, and you can tell they put it together. They did the same kind of idea where they're kit bashing and putting pieces from model kits throughout uh, to make this ship. But it is not painted at all. I mean, it's just like solid white. No, it, it does. It does have some dude's name on. Like, oh, that's right. It's got one guy's name. It's well, like, and the thrusters like the at the end. They don't. They're not even on. They're not even no. on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's no glow so, to them. <laughs> we started noticing. So, if you don't know, they call it kit bashing, and the idea is that you get uh, the way that they made the ships in Star Wars, is they would like get a plastic model kit for like a. a a german tank or a battleship or something and they would find little pieces on there that looked interesting and they would maybe cut them a little bit or whatever but they would just like glue them onto the side of the spaceship and it looked like super technical kind of stuff right yeah Yeah. um star wars did it better than anyone and they kind of really started the whole thing their ship design was cohesive though yeah 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 there was an idea somebody actually designed them and stuff yeah there was a lot of yeah (laughs) <laughs> it became apparent on this that they, I guess, got impatient with doing all of their kit bashing. So instead of cutting out the little pieces and fitting them on, they would just take the whole plastic, <laughs> like, I don't even know what you call them. It's like the panel with all of the... It's uh, like the leftovers. It's all of the plastic. Well, yeah. this is the thing. It's they not even, even the leftovers. It yeah. was the whole thing. They just didn't take anything apart. The pieces out, yeah. They just glued the whole sheet on. So you see like propellers going across <laughs> it, connected on to, by sprues to this plastic thing. And they're just glued onto the side of the ship. It was so oh. ridiculous. Turns out the Imperial City was just a model kit for My Little Pony. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was lit by Rainbow Bright. <laughs> it reminded me of when... So when I saw Star Wars and how cool the ships mm-hmm. were, I, after I saw that, I would go get my Legos <laughs> and try to build, you know, make it. Yeah. And Legos it looked is like a great my idea. five-year-old <laughs> making a Lego thing. Yeah. Because there were actually Legos on these yeah. ships as well <laughs> yeah. that were very identifiable. And batteries. And, and batteries, all yeah. Sorts of- the whole idea is you're supposed to take things and disguise them so they don't look like what they right. are, but they <laughs> right. did not do this. Um, then like the whole design of the ships, like we talked about totally, like totally no non-cohesive. Right. right? And and then Zarthar's ship, it's this big (laughs) rectangle and it's got these like towers coming up off of it. And there's four towers coming up off one side and they, each tower goes up to a sharp point. And then there's one tower on one side that goes up. Right. On and the opposable side. Hold on, on a second. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at my hand actually, and I, I'm getting a very similar vibe. That's right. Is my it hand was a hand. Am I Zarthon? <laughs> oh, wait, Zarthon. wait. If you if you move your fingers in toward your palm, it's combat what? combat position. Oh my goodness! It's just like that when they <laughs> so the ship flies around with the fingers open, but then when they finally fight at the end, the fingers close. Like a fist, kind of. Now, I'm not no, even... hold on, hold on. No. So, mate, tell me what amazing power is unleashed when that fist is formed. 
Oh, that's right. From, nothing. <laughs> it's think, just a bit. Extra, just extra laser beams. <laughs> I, or, or nothing, I thought you wanted. I thought you were ready to talk about the torpedoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, are you done with your models? I, and set I am. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, other than, yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Okay. So, <sighs> I'll, I'll just set the stage a little bit, right? Imagine Flash the, Gordon the fist is closed. in space, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, the weapons are way over the top, crazy bonkers. They don't look, like, functional at all, like the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about the... What do you want to call them? Like the, <laughs> they were torpedoes. The man torpedoes? <laughs> so, so the, Imperials, the Imperial Army sends out... Uh, starts shooting torpedoes at the closed fist. Yeah. And... Like and, weaponized torpedoes, right? Yeah, like direct hit. You're like, oh, this is over. They break right through the break windows. Through, break through yeah. the windows. They don't get sucked out into space, but they break through the windows, and you're like, oh, okay, this thing's going to blow. But no. Lo and behold, a hatch opens up, and two soldiers pop out and start shooting. <laughs> over and over. Over and over. Right in front of the broken windows. <laughs> and there was just carnage in the fist. My, my favorite part is... When they show the effect of the torpedoes flying through the window, right? It honestly looks like somebody just took, like, a fire extinguisher and hopped it through a window yeah. because it doesn't come in straight. It comes, yeah. It comes in, like, a little crooked and, and it kind of flops on the deck. This happens, like, three or four times. It yeah. so, many so many times. times. <laughs> and then there's just so much carnage from the... Right. Between yeah. the oh. Zartharn's troops and the Imperial troops... And then it cuts to the scene after that battle's over. And there are no bot. There's like... No bad guys yeah, are dead. No, no bad, bad guys, guys are dead. Even that- though they got blitzed yeah. during the, the action scene. Right. It's the firemen pull the scene. There were a lot <laughs> of cool practical effects in some of those sequences. Like explosions and smoke. Oh, yeah. And there was some pretty good on set. But, you know, normally in Star Wars, you would put those in in post. Like the, the right. special effects. But these were all done... On the set, kind of a thing. Lots yeah. of explosives. And yeah. you didn't care about any of the torpedo men? Mm-hmm. No. You didn't care about Zartharn's so, men? Um, we've forgotten a major thing that we were going to talk about that we haven't talked about. Please tell us. Uh, we haven't talked about Acton. You wanted uh, to do that last. Well, okay. we were going to do it last in the group in the, in, the, in, the, in the actors. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. But okay. we need to, that's okay. We can finish up with acting. We will finish up. We can do it in okay. post. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just dub over what we say anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Dan, he's going to do my lines. <laughs> so I kept thinking the acting wasn't that bad, but. Acting wasn't bad. With, <laughs> one, <laughs> with one exception. Acting, <laughs> and like, it was superb. Like, I agree. Even, even Stella was delivering her. I mean, she was well, dubbed over. Wait but, a minute. But she had emotion too. Yeah, while she was they doing were it, like responding face and stuff and, like that. I agree. Right. She was much I mean, they were all pretty actin'. good. But acting was not acting. No. no. <laughs> he was. He was one of the few people who got over acting. Yep. He was one of the or few under, people who got to dub over his own voice too. So it was his performance twice. Yeah. He was weak acting, dumb acting. Not yeah. tough acting, acting. No. <laughs> tough acting. So, not acting. he... Let, okay, so let's... Uh, it, this movie sucks. So let's get to, let's get to acting. <laughs> acting. Um, we're going we're gonna to flash forward. We're going to oh. use the, the three-minute time beam on you. Um, we've now flashed forward. There was a ton of amazing content that we've skipped over. We're now in the future, and we're talking about acting. 
Acton is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has a lightsaber. He is full of wisdom. He can see into the future. He's he has the best like a navigator weird, in the universe. A weird like energy beam that looks like a, an oscilloscope. Oscilloscope laser show. Mm-hmm. That, so so if you've ever watched uh the greatest American hero. Mm-hmm. It starred William Cat, yeah. who had quite the fro. Yeah, and he has the same hair as William yeah. Cat. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge Even blonde bigger. curly hair, but not the same acting ability. Nope, no. So Acton, who Marjo, what's his last Marjo. name? Gortner. Gortner. He he really just kind of has two reactions, which is dead eyes, yeah. completely zero emotion, like scary. Uh, serial like killer, serial, like yeah. Justin Guarini level eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one is extreme reaction. Yes. to where his eye again yeah. go crazy. Yep, and I, he flips out either with excitement or anger. Yeah, but there's no like ramp up to that. It's no. complete dead eyes, and then you flip a switch and it's well crazy. And that craziness is usually when he's fighting. Yeah, right. I mean, he's got these crazy eyes while he's fighting, and then he's these. Like, gleeful yeah yeah right that's why i say he really came across to me as a serial killer i was like man this is well and even the lines when he's talking yeah he's like having a weird conversation with the computer like hi computer what are you (laughs) doing i I was so confused because at some points i thought he was oh is he really the bad guy like Mm -hmm. is this like a twist because it felt like he was a bad guy yeah yeah like they were gonna do the twist rubbing the brain when he dies and it's you know (laughs) the ship has a brain He's sitting down and they're saying, well, I guess we got to go then. If you're going to, even though you're going to live forever, we're going to leave you. And he's and like, then they, and the camera holds on to him for like, I would say 30 seconds and they don't cut away from him. No and emotion. He's, and he's just, no emotion. And he's just staring at them. And yeah. you're like, okay, wait, what's going to happen? Is is he going to get up and join them or <laughs> what? And he just. His arm is hurt, you know. He got so a mortal wound. Kind of his <laughs> upper arm a little bit. Slightly <laughs> hurt. Says, and he says, yeah, I'm going to live forever, but uh, just leave me because I'm going to die. Yeah. Or something to that effect. <laughs> He's, he says. I'm going to live No, forever. he goes. Yeah, that's what he, he says. Go ahead and leave me because I'm going to live forever. Permanently. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's hell the robot, not actually. Oh, sorry. No, his his was similar though. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna get. <laughs> his voice is like that. Come on, Star Crash. How you doing, computer? You're right, computer. How are you feeling? <laughs> So, I think think we need to redub this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna live for a Don't worry about me. An actor, he is not. No. Um, Why? (laughs) Bracken just did like a quadruple take. (laughs) Good thing he wasn't drinking, right? Heart palpitations. (laughs) So, while we were while we were researching this, we we were trying to understand. You know, we, we saw this thing about Marjo. One, it's kind of a weird name. And uh, I think Nate did a little research on him. And he has an amazing backstory. Yeah, he is way more interesting than this movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Can, Why don't you tell us? You're the one that kind of found the, okay. the info on it. And it's, it's fascinating. So he was born in Long Beach. So right there. Um, <laughs> that explains <laughs> the dead eyes. <laughs> but he, so he was born, I think, in the sometime in the forties. Yeah. Um, I guess he just was always very loquacious. So at four, his parents had him ordained as a Pentecostal minister. And he, so let's be honest, though, 
his name is Marjo. His name is Marjo. His... What is that a contraction so of? It's a portmanteau, portmanteau of yeah. Mary and Joseph from the Bible. Yes. So, it, and I think I think Pentecostal preaching was what, what his dad did, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so it was. So he was a Pentecostal preacher from the age of four until for a long time. For a long yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah. maybe into his twenties or thirties. Yeah. And then he became disillusioned with uh, Pentecostalism. Well, I think the so, preaching of it. The now, preaching, the preaching yeah. of, we should say, before you get into that, that he was, I mean, as a child and a teenager, I mean, he was like a superstar for being this super young Yeah, yeah. he was He was a big know, deal. Preacher. He was yeah. a big draw. In the Pentecostal uh, circles. Circles. And so, but he became disillusioned with, with how the preaching and Pentecostal stuff works and and how yeah. religion's becoming a business. Yeah. And, um, and so... The evangelism. And yeah. so he was the i guess you'd say star of an oscar-winning documentary yeah. about pentecostalism called in, marjo called marjo in yeah. 1972 mm-hmm. and so i don't know that he was super welcome back yeah <laughs> into, probably not so ranks yeah he wasn't just the star he like, he he made had it. the crew he, he says hey yeah, come he, follow he me that. i want to like, show you I'm what it's really the like scenes before i bounce out of here yeah. so mm. i mean i watched a couple minutes of a trailer or like maybe mm-hmm. it was a clip from it and he was talking about some different tactics that people use, mm-hmm. and and, why, and and there was like some sh- some shots of him preaching, yeah. you know, and it's and it's it's like that stereotypical. I was feeling the Lord, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. And he was so animated, yeah. And and so then you see him as acting, and you're like, what happened to you? <laughs> and even behind the scenes, a couple shots of him from the like from this documentary, he was so charismatic, right? Like yeah. he seems uh, as a normal human being very interesting and right. charismatic from that yeah. i would have been like you are going to be perfect in my star wars i mean in my star crash <laughs> in movie. my not star wars movie <laughs> yeah and, none and of that shows no, up. no it was i was you know and, you know and that was like how long was that video seven minutes or something yeah, on yeah, youtube yeah, yeah and and then i come and i watch this and i'm like what happened the did they he put, might have give been him on a tranquilizer? Did they give him a sedative? Seriously, was... <laughs> maybe the director was asking him to just tone it down. I, I don't know. Maybe it was huh. just they're like the they're like in a few years, Sylvester Stallone's going to do this movie about long haul trucking, <laughs> and it's going to be very underplayed. I want you to be his inspiration for underplayed. Yes, <laughs> that explains why all the energy was in his arm. <laughs> Because the, and why he died when his arm got hurt. Yes. So what happened was, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. <laughs> the director used a time, used a time yeah. Meme. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh wait, because Acton could see the future the whole time. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't want to go back. But again, that this movie's really stupid. Started. There's a bunch of like things. Massive plot holes that you could drive uh, a star crash, fourth dimensional jump. It, like nothing makes sense in it. But but I mean, we were texting back and forth earlier today. I'm like, we should watch this documentary yeah. like, as a good movie because I feel like it would be much more interesting than Star Crash. Than yeah. Star Crash. Yeah. And Maybe we'll do a mini sode or something like that. We'll update you guys. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I think we kind of spoiled the ending here. Uh, let's. You know, what do you think? Is this exceptionally? Bad or is this just plain bad? Ben, let's start with you. <laughs> I want to say something really funny, but it's just bad. It is. It's just it bad. Is. There's there's nothing good. Bracken. Uh, I, I have to say bad, but I do rem- recall that we did forget one thing that we should mention, and that there was some 
there was some stop frame animation by yeah. Harryhausen in this movie, which is always a pleasure and a treat to watch. And <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't good enough to save this movie. No, it was only maybe five minutes of the whole movie where, where there was some stop frame stuff going on. It wasn't on. done well. It was not good. It wasn't it was his like best they stuff. Were, no. This isn't Harryhausen. It's it wasn't. Not, no, they were Harryhausen fans and added it. Oh, I see. Because, but okay. they themselves. Well, they were in the are same, not Harryhausen. They were in the same spirit of, but yeah, yeah it was not. If you look closely, right. it says Harryhauser. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I, I take it back then. I'm sorry. Which is actually just a stage name. <laughs> Luigi Coates. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie was bad. It was painful. I honestly wanted it to end quickly, and it dragged on. And that's all I'm going to say. Nate? Okay, 70 minutes into the movie, I thought it was over. <laughs> I thought David Hasselhoff shows up. Well, and, hey, actually, he doesn't rescue. <laughs> he doesn't rescue the Star girl. Crash. He rescues her for about He rescues you for a minute, yeah, and yeah. then Acton comes with his, his lightsaber, lightsaber yeah. and saves him. And, and then uh, then Hasselhoff ends up being a much better lightsaberist. Than yeah, that's him. true. But, uh, he actually looked a lot better with it. Yeah, and he was, yeah. Well, uh, Acton reminded me of the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight in the yeah, original yeah. Star Wars where he's he, supposed to you've got an old man Alan Guinness who's like yeah. Uh, yeah. you know so um, I, I I would only recommend this to people who are huge fans of Hasselhoff that want to see his feathered hair um, <laughs> and see him before his glory days see, see him before, like in his early days and his hair is pretty great I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to watch um the Spy Who Loved Me, because it, it kind of did drive me crazy when I found out that that, uh, that Caroline Monroe didn't even get to use her own voice. Because yeah. um, I was like, is she a good actress? It's hard to tell in this movie, because mm-hmm. nobody gives... Even Christopher Plummer, he didn't give a great performance. I don't think it was their fault. <sighs> yeah. There was a lot of eyeshadow in this movie. Even Christopher Plummer had a lot of yeah. eye, eyeshadow. It protects you from space. We talked about that during the film. <laughs> I'm sorry, eyeliner. Eyeliner. You sorry. don't want space getting in your eyes, so... Yes. <laughs> you gotta... Remember the red matter stuff? Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, I kind I, I of agree with these other the other two. It's, mm. it's bad. It's... Maybe if you were on some sort of controlled substance it might i don't be know fun to man. watch but even then like i feel like we talked about it being a bad trip right yeah mm-hmm. definitely I, I would recommend star wars or even flash gordon from 1980 go star see Trek those 4. go see those return of chewbacca <laughs> yeah that was a good one we're gonna piss off so many sci-fi people <laughs> I will add my voice. I it was terrible. Yeah. I've seen it three times. I barely understood the plot. I know I'm not really selling this. Like it's terrible. I've seen it three times. It was terrible each time I watched it. Um, He's only seen it three times. <laughs> I haven't watched my children's birth videos more than twice. <laughs> This movie is terrible. Yeah. It is so bad. There are some parts that are kind of fun. So, like I said, if you have can get a hold of controlled substances <laughs> and, I don't know, you know, maybe you're trying to punish somebody. I don't know. There's any other real reasons I, I mean, can think to use. To be fair, it's not as bad as, like, Wicker Man. Like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't angry. Like I felt together. like we were laughing at it a lot more. We were. Than Wicker Man. It's more absurd. So yeah. it's one of those kind of bad movies where we had a lot of fun making fun of it, it because it was so bad. It might it, be fun to watch four-minute clips on YouTube. There you go. The, this and, is the thing. 
there's it's so hard to follow the plot yeah. that you're kind of you're never really invested in it all and you're just kind of like okay here's another oh they're going back to space and there's yeah. explosions oh there's a spaceship okay they're going back to some dialogue there's nothing really to follow you're not you don't really care about the them there yes there's a lady in a, in a bikini for most of the movie but you know that really is not a reason to watch a movie. So you're saying it's so, exceptionally bad. So it just you know it, there's nothing really there's nothing good about it. Yeah, it takes too much effort. It, to there's even, yeah, I there's nothing to grab onto. You watch it with Brant because he's the only one who knows what's going on. <laughs> right. So if you're gonna have a Star Crash party, send me an email, Brant at exceptionallybad.com. I will show up to your house and I'll make it fun for you. <laughs> All right, any final comments, guys? Um, Not about the movie. Uh, Where can people contact us now? Um, So you can send us uh, any inquiries. You can send us any hate mail Mm -hmm. to theguysatexceptionallybad.com. Or you can visit our website. That's the best place. Beautiful new website, exceptionallybad.com. Yep. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. Till next time. Bye. Have a good day. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post?